Hi, everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro? It's the podcast we're uh, watching the TV show Lost in reverse order, as we we like to say here. We've got to go backwards uh, through the show with one of our hosts, Chad Wago, and he's never seen Lost before. Thank you very much, David K. Jones, for that introduction. I have never watched Lost except in connection with the recording of this podcast and only the episodes that we talk about on this podcast. Uh, one of the people that I like to talk about Lost with, who is on this podcast, is one of our <laughs> other co-hosts, AJ Nieves. Hey, welcome everybody. Um, thanks so much for joining us. And actually, we're going to be s- settling into season two, episode one, the actually first three. season. Oh, sorry, season three, episode one. Uh, <laughs> the premiere. The premiere, yeah. which is actually entitled A Tale of Two Cities. Um, a brief synopsis of this week's episode. Jay, Jack, Kate, and Sawyer are kidnapped by the others who reveal themselves as more sophisticated and savvy than anyone guessed. Yeah. It's a fun little teaser for the episode. But yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a general summation of what we get from it. Yeah, it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid monkeys. <laughs> uh, we love The Simpsons. <laughs> We do. On this last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we get an intro scene. We, we started off in um, our very losty, iconic way with the opening on an eye. Yeah. Iconic. Get... I see what you did there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, we're done here. We're, we're this this yeah. podcast is a wrap. We're all heading home. No, um, but but yeah, we get a chance to see Juliet Burke um, start her daily, uh, her daily doings, which is her... Trying to fight back tears as she's making brownies and then burns them yeah. and burns herself. But yeah, she is not in a good place. From our initial wrapping, I didn't even know that we um, that we get a chance to see that scene that we've seen already, and mm. I didn't know that was a rehashing of the same scene where they're at they're doing the whole book club thing. They're considering Stephen King's um, Carrie. Ah, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, like I knew that we had seen that before because the part where everyone runs outside, I was like, oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that just tells you that I'm really into Stephen King because there is a whole thing that happens where there's like that people run out to see a crashing plane. I'm like, so we start off with a Carrie book reading, <laughs> which is Carrie book club. Yeah, Carrie have you book read club. the book Carrie? I have not. Oh, okay. Um, I've seen the film. I've seen um, both of them. Both of them. I've seen the recent iteration and then like the the 1970s Carrie. Yeah, like uh, I, I've watched book, but I haven't <laughs> read the book. Um, which is actually the book that I think launched Stephen King into his success. Like, he had a few books before that. Another one that kind of got popular off the top was, um, was, uh, what was it? It was that vampire one with vampires in Maine. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway. Oh, was that? Um, um, vampires. Yeah. Well, you know what? This was is not even... Salem's Lot? I've never read any. That's right. Okay. Yeah. It's Salem's Lot. Thank you for saving me. But yeah. again, this isn't a lost, I mean, this isn't a Stephen King podcast. <laughs> Although I try to get it to be every yeah. single week, um, but yeah, we are... I think maybe for our our Patreon episodes we'll read it, a Stephen King novel backwards. Yeah, yeah, we could do that for yeah. the fans. <laughs> like, will we read it backwards page by page, or will we read it backwards chapter by chapter? I feel like we'd have to do it chapter by chapter. I love that. I so, feel like it would make more sense yeah. if we do it that way. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. If we read it just straight up backwards, page by page, yeah. that is insanity. But still <laughs> kind of fun. Oh, imagine if we read it backwards word by word. It would be gibberish. <laughs> Make no sense at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, so what did you take away from that book? I'm like, oh, Stephen King is a very strange man. Like, no, he's, he's fine. He wrote that book in forward. <laughs> you guys read it backwards. Yeah. 
maybe we maybe uh, it would reveal like some sort of secret code. <laughs> You know, it's like playing a record backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Paul oh, speaking dead. about records, Paul is dead. <laughs> speaking of records, we do get Mama Cass in this episode yeah. too, uh, which opens the scene with uh, with Juliet. Um, and I think I think we're going to be able to revisit this episode. And Wait, downtown was Mama Cass. Oh, is that is that is that not Mama Cass? It had a very Mama Cass feel. I could be off. I just I think I, I just took it, but it was it was downtown, right? Yeah. yeah. I see. No, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I could be wrong, but... Yeah. Petula Clark. Ooh, oh. I was not going to say that. Okay, so it's not my feel like we. I feel like we looked that up last time, yeah. too. And it was Petula Clark? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because well, I, mean, I mean, it didn't change since we looked it up last time. <laughs> it's all like, well, first it was Petula Clark, but this time, downtown, is it's another rendition by 2006 YouTube star, blah, 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 or whatever. <laughs> but I, I do like that we get an opening with... An unknown character at this point, which is what we find in Juliet. I feel like this is the show is operating in a space where it's it's great because it's they're introducing us to this new season and um, there's all these mysteries afoot and uh, everything regarding the others and and, and just our, our general losties. I feel like the the season kind of picks up in a good place um, and we get a chance to see. Um, our characters, our lost characters, kind of laid low, where they're like they're imprisoned, or you know they're uh, they're in various states of imprisonment. No states, uh, places. Yeah, yeah. We we actually only meet, or we only get to see what's going on with three of them in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just Jack, Kate, and Sawyer, and it it seems to be more of a Jack and Sawyer episode than a Kate episode. Yeah. I mean, we do touch base with her. Watch her uh, getting into the shower and out. Yeah, um, is I thought this was kind of interesting. Did did you know? Did we need that scene? Because it seemed kind of like a throwaway, you know. Like, um, well, you know what? I, I guess it does play into the to the dialogue that we get later with her and Ben on the beach as to why she was made to do those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, when, when Ben was telling her, like, oh, I want you to have these good memories to hold on to because the next couple of weeks are going to be very unpleasant. Uh, I don't I don't see how the next couple of weeks were any more unpleasant for her than they were for Sawyer or Jack. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He was just trying fact, to be a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I, I feel like uh, the next couple of weeks were not that bad for uh, Jack, at least. Yeah. I mean, eventually he gets to play catch. Yeah. yeah, he gets to throw the ball around yeah. with old Mr. Friendly. He gets grilled cheese sandwiches and he gets yeah. to watch cartoons. They, that scene where, where they brought him the grilled cheese where, um where he was brought the grilled cheese sandwich, they had like garnish on there. There's like rosemary yeah. on the side of it. Like, oh man, that's, is it just straight up garnish? Can you eat the rosemary? I, mean, I guess you could. Cheese? I've never just eaten a handful of rosemary. Right. Yeah, well, I, don't I don't know. I don't give a shit about garnish. I, I, want, <laughs> I want a sandwich. And fries. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the the others go through great pains to introduce civility back into the lives of, of the ones that, that of are... Of Jack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jack. Or the ones that they've captured, anyway. Sorry, I keep banging the stable. Yeah. And oh, Kate. Yeah, Jack and Kate. And yeah. Sawyer gets stuck by himself in the... <laughs> in the polar bear yeah. cage. Yeah. Did you guys make anything, or is there anything to make of that? Like, as to why Sawyer was left alone? Yeah. In the cage, he didn't really interact with much folks. Well, maybe Carl, so <coughs> a little bit of that. No, uh, 
obviously, like later on, we come to find out that they want something from Jack. Hmm. Don't really know why Kate's treated better than Sawyer. But uh, they obviously don't really want anything from Sawyer. Yeah. And they know they can use Kate as leverage to make Jack do what they want. Huh. And then Sawyer, yeah, he's just there. Yeah. So I guess that's why he ends up in the bear cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love how triumphant he is when once he figures yeah. <laughs> out how to operate the uh, fish machine. Yeah, like he, he gives himself a little victory dance and everything, like right, right in that moment, like he's having a good old time, knowing that he got that fish biscuit. Mm-hmm. Also, why, why does the thing play music? <laughs> and uh, congratulations, bing, bing, boo! The, are the bears really going to give a shit about that? <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. Like, do do polar bears respond to fanfare normally? Maybe that's part of the experiment, like a Pavlovian thing. Like, now whenever they hear John Philip Sousa or whatever, it makes them feel like they've accomplished something. I, or their bellies are full. I think they really missed an opportunity. <laughs> they could have totally, like, played that, that Going Home song by Michael Bolton. And, or, and that would have been just... That would have been totally fun. Uh, our listeners of the podcast are familiar with the song. We've discussed it. Um, I, I don't feel like I'm familiar with this song. Oh, oh you never been to Taiwan? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there's a song that they play in Taiwan, and it's at the end of a market day, and they play this. It's a, oh, oh, that it's one. It's not yes. Michael Bolton. <laughs> now it's, I remember. It's Kenny G. They play uh, Kenny G. Yes. At the end of day to let people know, like, finish your purchases <laughs> so you can go home. Like now I remember this. Yeah. So like <laughs> it builds that Pavlovia, Pavlovia response. You can't wait we'll to see that in the bears. Yeah, it, it, it's really interesting that they chose to have Sawyer go on that entire journey of trying to figure out the fish machine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's his entire arc in this episode, yeah. <laughs> is figuring out the fish machine. Yeah, which he does to, you know, for his, for his own acclaim, and then later kind of gets that dashed a little bit by Mr. Friendly. Um, I, I do yeah. want to know the answer to Sawyer's question, though. How many bears did it take to figure yeah. it out? That is a good-ass question. Because even just two bears would make it much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> also, bears are bigger than Sawyer's. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that one pedal and uh, um, the pulley, like that could have been one bear. Yeah. And another bear just pushes the thing. Whereas Sawyer had to get a rock to hold the thing down, and he had to push the button, and he had to throw his shoe at yeah. the pulley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... He did figure it out pretty early, I think. It was just figuring out how to hit all the pieces in the right order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, It's weird. It was like he was trying to play a 90s puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Mist or something. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, but he was in the cage across from Carl, who I guess is that a lockpicking master. Yeah. He whips through that lock really yeah. quick. Which I'm guessing is what he was doing at the beginning of the, or at the top of the episode, where he was just probably making oh, a lockpick yeah. or something. Because he runs out of his cage after he gets his lock picked, and then runs over to Sawyer's cage and picks the lock faster than you could like open it with a key. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, um, like, and also to speaking about Carl, I, Carl is such a weird choice. Or I don't know if if you know I, I assign it to the actor. I think they chose somebody. That they could bring on that maybe was kind of fresh face and maybe could play like um, very young boyish type mm-hmm. of you know that that type of dynamic, but that 
that, I feel like that actor could have did so much more with just like that little bit of you know lines they gave him. He just he kind of seems very flat throughout like <coughs> yeah. all his performance, like throughout the whole thing. Like uh, even up until when we last see Carl, which is getting killed. Like he, even his death scene is very mediocre. So sign up today for the Carl Hate Club, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It just it just feels like um it, that that actor wasn't really bringing anything to the to the role. Yeah. I don't know, what did you guys think about Carl tonight? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't do much, but... Yeah, Carl's never been anyone's favorite, I think. <laughs> True. I think we all think that um, Ben's daughter... Could, yeah, Alex could do better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. Because he doesn't really have a personality aside from he's Alex's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we don't get a chance to learn much about... Um, uh, about Carl, we kind of just see him. We see what the Dar- well, not even the Dharma. We see what the others are doing to Carl on mm-hmm. island. Um, you know, he's locked in a cage. Then we see him do some of that deep programming and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, like uh, yeah, Carl is just essentially, I guess, like you know, some strange device. But it feels like that he could have did a little bit more yeah. with that. But yeah, what you gonna do? But we're kind of getting away from the from the main jam of the episode which this is this is a jack centered episode yeah. so we get a chance to see a little bit of flashback of, of jack i feel a jack flashback yeah jack flashback <laughs> flash jack flash jack yeah and well i feel like the episode lends itself well to 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 jack's story and, and you know i i think they i don't know for for all everything that it is um lindelof and cues like and whoever they had out writing on the show they seem to they seem to... I, I really like the Jack episodes. Minus the tattoo one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this... Isn't, yeah, well, that really showed us who Jack is. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What woman abuser? <laughs> yeah. We got him spying on his ex-wife, or soon-to-be ex-wife, yeah. outside of the school. Yeah, I feel like this season really does a lot to make Jack kind of a shittier human being. <laughs> They're introducing shades, yeah. shades, shades of gray to our our otherwise Sterling Jack, who is a doctor, but um, he's not Sterling, of course. But um, we get him spying on his wife. Um, yeah, his wife, played by Julie Bowen from Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. she'll always, I will always remember her as as being from Happy Gilmore. Like, I'm happy that she's on like the the show she's not on, but Modern Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah but she is. Yeah, like, I was expect. I I don't know why, but when I saw the name Julie Bowen in my head, I was thinking Julie Benz. Yeah, I I, I get those names mixed up too. Julie Benz. Uh, she was from uh, Buffy okay. and Angel. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I see. And some other show that wasn't very good that I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head. She's on Dexter too. Oh, oh, she was. Yeah, Julie Bowen or Julie Benz. Julie Benz. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh, neat. Um, but yeah, she was on some other show where like people got like superpowers or something. Oh, is it Heroes? I don't. I don't think <laughs> I don't it was think Heroes, so. but it could have been. I see. So with uh, with Jack's wife Sarah. She's been talking to people on the phone, and Jack's trying to figure out who it is, and it turns out that one of the people is his dad. Yeah. Yeah, and this and this launches, it just kind of launches Jack into his undoing by the end of the episode. Yeah. No Ordinary Family was That's the show the I was talking about. Oh, no. was that like an ABC Family thing or something? It's, it's like a reverse of ABC. Modern Family. Yeah. It was uh, about the typical family living in fictional Pacific Bay, California, whose members of the family gained special powers 
after their plane crashes into Amazon. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah as I recall, uh, I watched a bunch of it, and it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> the 20 you... episodes are currently available on Hulu, though. Oh. Wow. All right. So, not, not your average family? Uh, no Ordinary no Family. No Ordinary Family. Such a memorable title. <laughs> yeah, Julie Benz, Michael Chiklis, and People That I Don't Remember. <laughs> oh, Michael Chiklis is in it. Yep. The thing himself. Yeah. Who okay. also got his powers from a plane crash, kind of. Not really. Uh, space crash? Space crash. <laughs> <laughs> I see. We, we see Jack kind of unhinged throughout this whole episode. Like, um, his father is giving him advice. And so is his ex-wife. Or they're saying they're they're telling him to let it go. And I feel like this is a thing with Jack, where he mm. just doesn't let things go. Like he'll he'll follow something to the end, um, even if it's a detriment to himself and to those around him. And we kind of get a, a dose of that. But a lot of it is just he's just not coming from a good place. Like he's lost this relationship with his wife, but he's not even asking the important question of like you know what, what happened to my marriage. It's more so like what is she with. Who is she with now? What is she doing now? And all this other stuff, which is something that, you know, I think a lot of people kind of would find themselves getting bogged down in, especially if if you're if you have the mind where you don't really spend a lot of time in self-reflection, which we kind of get with, with Jack. And we see that because Jack can't face himself because he just uh, he's got a lot of issues. And that's why he spends a lot of his time fixing everybody else because he doesn't want to face his own stuff. Yeah, it's like uh, his ex-wife tells him, it's not about who he is, it's who you're not. Yeah. But he's so fixated on the what this outside thing, because, as you said, he's incapable of self-reflection. So, for him, it's not about what did he do wrong or what did he not do that uh, caused his marriage to fail. He's looking at it as, like, it's this guy's fault. What did he do or what does he do that, uh, you know, makes you love him? Mm-hmm. instead of me yeah yeah <coughs> it's a very cough heavy episode sorry guys <laughs> we are uh fighting off uh, uh the winter plague yeah yeah there's so much winter plague around here you guys <laughs> um but you know for for those that don't live here on the island you guys don't have to worry about that yeah yeah everyone on the mainland does not get sick in the winter yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, they don't get the Hawaii winter plague. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that plague has been around for so long. Every winter. Every yeah. single winter. Um, <coughs> um, but yeah. But yeah, he, he has to know, and he can't let it go. And uh, throughout the episode, uh, he's holding on to various things and being told to let it go. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, Including he... broken pieces of plates. <laughs> yeah. And chains. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very much so. Like, um, yeah, oh, yeah, Jack, you're a mess, sir. Yeah, and later on when Juliet has his file and it's got everything about him and his wife and everything else, she asks him what he wants to know about her, and then we just get a flashback to him like meeting whoever, or getting bailed out of jail and then seeing the guy that she's with or whatever. And we never actually see him ask but ask the question, so... Do you think he let it go and just didn't ask whatever he wanted to know about well, his ex-wife? He, he, he did, because instead of asking who he was, right. uh, he instead asked uh, 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 Juliet. Hmm. He said, is she happy? Oh, I, mean, I must have blanked out on that moment. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he chose not okay. to ask about what the guy's name is. Right. 
because the flashback is supposed to be telling you Jack still doesn't know. Yeah. He's going to ask because Jack doesn't know how to let it go. Yeah. And yeah. then Jack lets it go. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is crazy. Oh, which is great. And also, too, there might be something like, because at this point, we know, based on the information that we get about Jack, that like he is very dehydrated he hasn't eaten <laughs> so he's kind of like in a stage of mania yeah. maybe or like uh, he, just he hallucinates his father's voice coming through a intercom yeah that's right that's right or maybe it's a smoke monster <laughs> yeah yeah i would i would have i would have been okay if they had given the smoke monster that ability where he could communicate through electronic devices um but yeah no such luck that that really doesn't pan out after <laughs> that i don't think but yeah so yeah so very interesting i i i you're right. Like, uh, he he does have all these issues with letting go. He has these issues with his father. And um, it's all stuff that, that he doesn't ever deal with. So it always just gets thrown to the back burner and um, it just kind of piles up. He doesn't deal with his own stuff. He doesn't deal with his uh, father's drinking unless he's, like, hurling, you know, jabs at his dad, <laughs> basically. Um, about being drunk and being, you know. Uh, or literally to... trying to jab his dad. Yeah. yeah or... But he tackled him in that <laughs> fight. <laughs> yeah. He gets off one good tackle. Yeah. Like they brought in the fight coordinator and he's just all like, hey, Steve, we're doing another, we're doing another <laughs> tackle scene. We need you to come in and bring your brilliance to this scene. <laughs> it's just, it's, I would just, I want to imagine Steve yeah. standing there next to like, you know, uh, Matthew Fox and the actor who plays Jack's dad. And he's just like, all right, so when you come at him, <laughs> you're going to tackle him, but you're going to come from a down position. You're just going to go up and, Yeah, you know. it looked more like he was pushing him <laughs> yeah. with both hands. So I think maybe this was before the, the fight coordinator that did all the tackling. And they were like, man, that's a bad looking tackle. We need to hire somebody who knows what he's doing yeah. when it comes to these tackles. Yeah, they, it, it could be that... Uh, Instead of a tackle, he was uh, trying to get like uh, the push, like from uh, offensive line standpoint yeah. or something. <laughs> I I do like that um, we see like a tunnel vision Jack, where he's so focused on finding out who his wife is with and who she's talking to, so much so that he already puts it in his mind that like okay, she's she's he, he thinks that his ex wife or soon to be ex wife is having an affair with his dad. He pops up at this hotel where his dad's at, only to find him at an AA meeting. And um, the dad gives him that 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 stern, that stern, you know, set of words. He's just like, "Yo, look at where you are now." You know, and Jack won't even take note of his surroundings. You don't see like a twelve-step poster hanging up, you know, in this little room where there's all these people drinking coffee, <laughs> which seems to be the drug of choice after yeah. you're done doing drugs, coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. I wonder how many, like, family confrontations happen at AA meetings. That's a good-ass question. I wonder. I really wonder. I, I feel like most people would try not to go to the same meetings as their family. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it didn't happen like the way my dad said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess it takes the, uh, the anonymous out of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. That, um, what can you do in that situation? I... Feels like that woman tried to defuse it, but then like, it just it just kind of yeah, because she's just like, more. oh yeah, no, of course I know who you are. You're Jack. Your father's told us so much about you because she's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna be like your dad's been very complimentary. So please calm the fuck down. And he's yeah. like, what he told you about me? What he tell you about me? Uh, yeah. What happened to the anonymous? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did he say that he had a son named Jack? He should say that he had an anonymous son. <laughs> whose name was Anonymous. 
Well, yeah, that, that that was kind of a great scene that we get, and um, we understand like there's some other stuff going on like in the background that we really don't even get too much info on until like maybe the end of the episode, in in the sense that Jack's dad Christian is is, is suffering with this with this problem, um, and he's he's trying to kind of get himself and get his feet back under him. He goes to AA, he spends the fifty days being sober, and you know, but. After this blowout with his son, because because a lot of it is is mostly just Jack throwing out these bars because he's not in a good place. His marriage is ending, and like his world is shattering around him. His wife is with another man, or so. and he's never really had a good relationship with his dad to begin with. Yeah, 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 yeah. and and yeah. So now it all just kind of comes to the fore at this AA meeting for like a hot second, um, and you know, and the I guess. These things drive Christian back into his alcoholism, which is you know, just keeps coming back up on the show. Yeah. And eventually he dies. <laughs> Maybe because of it? I don't know. Yeah, I guess we will find out. I don't I don't think it's ever been established what caused death was. Yeah. yeah I, you can I think this episode is encouraging you to draw a direct line mm-hmm. between uh the falling out between Jack and his dad, uh the alcohol spiraling back into alcoholism and the death. Yeah. Like, they've put everything close enough together where it's just like, mm, connect the dots, yeah. guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and yeah, so Jack, yeah, Jack is, Jack is out of control for a good chunk of the episode. Unable to let it go, lashing out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I fully expected him to charge that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, did, did we figure out who that dude was, by the way? Which dude is this? Uh, the dude that uh, Jack's wife was with. Oh, um, I feel yeah, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter who he is, Chad. It matters who you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we. Oh, you know what? We uh, um, we see him at the beginning with um, with that other actor who was in uh, Grey's Anatomy at the the opening scene. Um, oh, at the school. Yeah, like uh, I can't remember that guy's name. The guy from Can't Buy Me Love. Or <laughs> Patrick Dempsey? Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. That wasn't wasn't that him? No, it was a guy who looked a lot like him. Oh, okay. This whole thing. not Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> I think you mentioned that. Yeah. And you're like, that's not Patrick Dempsey. I'm like, that's... yeah, because you were like, oh, is that McDreamy or McSteamy or Mick something or another? Yeah. And David's like, that's not Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Okay. I think I was so caught up in my belief that it was that I just wanted it to be. I was like, hey, it's Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> like, no, it's not. It's not at all. It'd be weird to have him in an episode and not give him any lines or anything. <laughs> yeah, not make him a character. He's just make like, him a guy who's just, like, hanging out with Jack's wife. He's wandering around on set waiting for them to, like, call him yeah. for Grey's Anatomy. And he's just like, oh, I'll stand here and be in a scene with... Uh, Patrick Dempsey just so happened to be on vacation yeah. in Hawaii. <laughs> and they're like, hey, Patrick, you, you mind doing a little cameo? Come jump in. You're like, sure, what do I have to say? Nothing? He's, All right. We're not going to pay you, so don't say anything. He's good friends with this episode's director. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it, it was two different dudes, right? It was the it was the Mc Mc Dreamy lookalike and yeah. and uh, and whatever guy shows up at the wow. end. Was it two different dudes? Oh, was it the same? I, I think there were two dudes. Yeah, that she was talking to. Like she waves by to one and then is talking to the other or something like that. I see. Yeah, some of that might not even be the guy that she's like dating or whatever. It could just be her coworker from work that she was like, oh. Help me drive my soon-to-be ex-husband to or pick him up from jail. So you know. Oh yeah, just Imagine for that. safety's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Nick, she's like, would you, would you mind giving him a ride? I, I, I don't want to be near him right yeah. now. It's like, yeah, sure, I, I could, I could do that. Whoa. Yeah, and this is this you're is being also... a douche, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is taxing on his soon-to-be ex-wife too. She makes the she she comes in, she pays the bail, and she gets him out of there. But um, it's almost like she has well the way the way the character is played is she kind of has this, this tough exterior in front of Jack mm. probably because um, you know whatever history that they have but as soon as she leaves that that, that jail precinct or whatever she's like in tears it's kind of um, you know so to Tarek's husband and I don't think she she has fully like you know yeah, written him off well, of course you know, she comes to bail him out so she still she still cares for him but not in the sense where like they can be together romantically and I think um, it's at that moment where she tells him, yeah, it's not about who he is. Um, you know, that we get a chance to see that, yeah, she, she still loves him, but she's not going to be in a relationship with this broken man who is obsessed with fixing everything else except for himself. Yeah. So. But she still has to care about him a little bit because he is the father of her unborn <laughs> child that she's carrying in her womb in the early stages of pregnancy in this episode. Uh, who child is, David. The who imaginary is, child. <laughs> the, the child David who was raised by another man. Yeah. Yeah. It shows up in Jack's Flash Sideways in oh, the last he, season. There's something. Because it's his chance to uh, redeem himself yeah. by yeah. raising the kid. Exactly. See, there's something fun in that, like where yeah, we get we get the redemption arc out of out of Jack for raising the son. And we also get like a um it would be fun if there was like an ep- like uh, some scenes un unwritten or unshown or whatever, where like mm-hmm. maybe they did hook up before she got married. Who knows? Then young David became a thing. Yeah. And he went on to 13 Reasons Why on Netflix. <laughs> I haven't seen that. <laughs> Other than the, uh, it doesn't matter who you are, uh, it, better, I mean, it doesn't matter who he is, it, it matters who you are not, and let it go. The other uh, big, like, here's the theme of the episode, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juliet also tells Jack, uh, it doesn't matter who we were. It only matters who we are now. Yeah. Which, it's not even like an episode through line. That that might be like a season yeah. or a uh, series. Yeah, it's a series line. thing. That's so much of the flashbacks are people doing things that they regret, and then you know finding that redemption in the regular timeline. Yeah. Or trying to. Oh yeah, I do like what we get on Island. Uh, some of the Island Island stuff that happens this week is um, we get a chance to see. A lot more of of Ben in his in his role as as lead other or or you know head other whatever, um, but he makes some choices in this episode too. Um, beyond the whole breakfast thing, we get a chance to see where he is willing to let one of his people die. This is Juliet by getting you know um, getting uh, fucked up by that water because they know what's coming if if Jack yeah. opens that door, um, but. Yeah, Ben was so quick to close that door on Juliet. Yeah. Um, and we know that they kind of have a fraught history, and I feel like they played that kind of well in this episode. Even the the ending where Juliet gives him the thank you, Ben. Like it's a it's a it's a very thinly veiled fuck you, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> like you just you're gonna let me fucking drown, you son of a bitch. It's not just the you're gonna let me drown, but I think it's fuck you for putting me in this position. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she she knows that um, is at this point Juliet really wants her freedom, and this is her means of getting it, uh, getting it, getting off island, getting back to her sister, getting back to her her, her sister's baby. So you know the, she's in a in a very strange position, but she's in a position where she 
chooses what she can to to make the end that she wants, which is to leave that island. She thought she was going to be there for like a couple of months. And at this point, we think she's been on the island for like two, three years. Yeah, I think three years. Yeah. Yeah. So like after all that time, like, yo, like fuck this spine doctor. Yeah, sure. I'll tell him whatever he wants. I'll give him some stuff. And I think later in in some of the episodes that we see after this, we, we know that there's, there's a, there's a calculation in, for Ben for putting these two together. He even says it in one of the future episodes where he says that, yeah, we chose Juliet because she looks like your ex-wife. You know, she's, yeah. you know, she's tall, she's blonde, she's, you know, she has a lot in common with your life, so. <laughs> Those two things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that, that, that whole, that whole thing kind of plays in, but it, strangely enough, um, I don't know, like, it feels, it feels like the long con stuff that Ben does doesn't work, but it's probably, it probably just feels that way, probably just because the way, because um, uh, you're so fresh off the episodes that we've already seen. So I'm like, this all seems kind of trite. But if you think about it, like if you're, if, if, if we're seeing the episodes play out normally, uh, I would, I would see how Ben would be reasoning moment by moment. And I feel like he does make a good leader, and we kind of get that in the, um, the opening, uh, the opening few, s- the opening scene where the plane crashes because he puts together that plane, that plan so quickly yeah, where he sends out like good immediately. Wind. Yeah. And including knowing that Goodwin's probably going to die. Yeah, yeah. And and knowing, yeah, knowing full well and putting that whole thing together because he's doing that straight up. Like, uh, and, and yeah, seems like uh, seems like Ben is always playing like four games of chess on this yeah. show. Like, yeah, I'll kill this Goodwin character by sending him off to the Losties and all this other stuff. But yeah, I, I like, but yeah, big ups on Ben. I, I do dig his his machinations in this episode. And I think this is kind of the stuff that that um, at uh, previous guests on the pod, um, Anthony Negrelli was mentioning some of some of uh, some of Ben's badassery. I feel like we're gonna get that showcased on like who who sets up a whole breakfast on the beach <laughs> as a as a total mind fuck because yeah. that's basically what it is. It's a it's a manipulation tactic to get her want to get Kate comfortable for like a hot second, but yeah. only to only to truly inspire fear by saying like, yeah, this is what you're going to remember because <laughs> you're going to put you through whatever. But to Chad's point, like, hey, yeah, I've been on this island for how many weeks or months at yeah. this point? Like, we haven't had showers or put on a dress or yeah. whatever. I think it's a day 68 of them on the island. I see. Yeah. So they've been on the island two months already. And really, what's the worst thing that happens to Kate in the next two weeks? They make her break some rocks. Yeah, they make her break some rocks. And then, yeah, she probably gets perved on in those in those bear cages. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but not by Mr. Friendly, because he's not her type. Or <laughs> right. not his type. Right. Oh, I can imagine, like, the theories that must have been, like, throwing up, like, been going on around that time. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just how many theories could there be? It's not like <laughs> yeah. he's attracted to polar bears. Yeah. Either he, he only is into blondes, or uh, he's uh, not into women at all. Yeah, which is what we learn. He just goes, "I only like ghosts." Yeah. <laughs> First of all, let me tell you something about me. I only like ghosts. Yeah. Ghost women, ghost girlfriends, ghost, ghost boyfriends. Yeah. As long as you're a ghost, it's all fair game. <laughs> if you got a heartbeat, no thanks. <laughs> and of course, Mr. Friendly, played by my favorite rapper, MC Gainey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I wonder what, what what kind of career that guy went on to have after Lost. I he... don't know if I've seen him in anything since then. I'm sure he's done more TV stuff where he plays like a biker or something. Yeah, or a cowboy. Yeah. He seems like he would be like in um, 
you know, the Sons of Anarchy or something. Yeah. They just give him, like, a shaggy beard. But yeah, I like that actor. Yeah. And he's most, most well-known for being the bad guy in Briscoe County Jr. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you know what's crazy is, like, a lot of these actors, they have, like, they play the they play the villain role so... Yeah. Like, they do it well, but, you know, like, if you if you see them in interviews or they just seem like the biggest ball of fluff. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys are just, just sweet stand-up guys. They're just good at playing that. I, I would imagine, like, the uh, Michael Emerson, the actor that mm. plays Ben Linus, must be must be a sweetheart. Yeah, it's gotta be. <laughs> like, yeah, guy, like, that gets dashed to pieces. <laughs> It's like, hey, are you Michael Emerson? Get the fuck away from me. I don't have any answers for your questions. You got to go take that up with Damon and, and the other guy. I think his name was Carlton? Carl? Carlton? Yeah. Is that right? It's just Carlton from The Fresh Prince and Damon Lindelof writing the show. Yeah. When I, I was wrong, um, I think it might have been last episode when I said that uh, Sawyer and Juliet had their meet cute when she tased him and pulled a gun on Kate after he made out with her in front of him. Yeah. But it was actually this episode when Carl tries to escape with Sawyer and then Juliet jumps out from behind a bush and then tases him in the neck. Yeah. That's their meet cue. Yeah. I feel like um, they have to do a lot to get you to the point where well maybe they don't it feels like they have to do a lot to get you to the point where you're thinking in terms of, uh, of of Juliet being a romantic interest. I, of course, I think that's how they set up the season. But but yeah, like, um, and she plays it so well because she's not she's not um, just doing a straight up villain role. She's actually very, you know, compassionate. And of course, we know this is by design based on the plan that that Ben has hatched and the role that she plays in it. But. But um, but yeah, like uh, I feel like the actress that, that plays Juliet, she she does she walks that fine line where she is tasing these dudes and socking Jack in the face, yeah. but but it's um, but you don't get like a strong villainess feeling from her. Yeah. She just seems like you know she's she she just seems a little bit more real, which I feel is right. they played her so great for these for those scenes. Yeah. She got to do what she got to do. Exactly. Yeah, she yeah. got to get back to that that cancer surviving sister versus yeah. Hannah Baby. By means of her miracle work as a baby doctor. <laughs> yeah, she also has to share that science with the world. Which she <laughs> yeah. never gets to do because she dies in a hole. Oh my god, that's right. She absolutely does. Yeah, yeah. Like with the survival, like with the survival of Juliet Burke, like there'd be so many more babies born in the world. Yeah, but none, none comes to pass, unfortunately. So hopefully, yeah. she took good notes or something. Yeah. Why well, a question? About the fish biscuits and the kibble that comes out of that machine, like it says Dharma right on the fish biscuit. So like, how old? Holy is that shit! Bear food. That is a good ass question. Yeah, like how old is that bear food? Also, how old is the Dharma food in general? Like they they've been getting all these Dharma rations. Who is canning and boxing all the yeah. Dharma rations? And bottled water and plastic bottles. Now, that's not a thing from the seventies. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Yeah, I guess there there was a whole inner economy that we didn't get a chance to see. Like, there's some there's we didn't like a, get to go to the bottling factory. Yeah, there's an other bottling factory who, who took over Dharma's initiative. Who took over the Dharma initiative's role after they were gone? You're like, hey, you're gonna have to get the spring water and make sure or you label it. We're all about branding here within the Dharma initiative. Yeah, actually, so, we know they have a well, but there's no water at the bottom of the well. It's a donkey wheel. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just a frozen donkey wheel yeah. in the middle. No, well, in the middle of this wheel, at the bottom. Yeah. 
Yeah. And even if you could turn to Donkey Will, you just end up in Tanzania. <laughs> <laughs> no water there either. Yeah, you'd be so much more thirsty. <laughs> yeah. uh, I ran out of notes like ten minutes ago. <laughs> uh, I guess that's fine. I mean, is there is there any other character that 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 we get a chance to see develop a little bit more? Oh, we do research? see in the book club. There is there's another that is an Asian man with glasses. Oh, you don't see it enough of those. <laughs> Asian dudes and the others. I don't think we ever see him again. I see. Like, he was there strictly for the carry reading, and then that was... Yeah. He's like, what's your job here? He was like, I don't know, I'm just, I really, I really like being part of this book club. <laughs> he usually hangs out at the temple with, with Dogen and yeah. the other guy. was like, you know, I like, I like being part of the book club. <laughs> uh, getting back to the book club, uh, they're reading carry. So, like, this is a little tangential, but whatever. Like, the... The Carrie book, that book was something that Stephen King almost like just tossed away. Like yeah. he, had, he had put it on the side and um, he wasn't going wasn't gonna to finish it. But I think his wife had found uh, the manuscript for it and said like, yeah, you should kind of finish it. And I think she ended up helping him write it because they had the time Stephen King felt a little, un, you know, unsure with writing a, a, a novel where the main protagonist was, was a teenage girl who, you know, he had not experienced the life that would consist with that but his wife was you know his wife was pretty helpful in that also pet yeah, cemetery too his wife uh, walked into his office and was like are you sure you're not a teenage girl because look at this place <laughs> it is crazy <laughs> um but yeah it, it i i it's all touched on in that other book that he's written it's called uh, stephen king on writing he writes a book mm. on writing and then it's it kind of goes over how carrie got to be as successful as it yeah. did and then all the stuff that he did before and after it but but uh, I feel like even during that scene, it feels kind of accurate because a lot of people don't don't really care for Stephen King that yeah. much, or like they always they kind of feel him as a as his the viewpoints against him were represented by that guy. Where it just felt like it was this isn't good writing. This is just like kind of a book that you wouldn't even want to read on the toilet or whatever. But you know, yeah, and then Julia gets gets all up in his face about it. It's like this is my favorite book. Yeah, yeah. It's just interesting because, like, it's, uh, you know, Stephen King is quite prolific, and he's done a bunch of stuff. Like a lot of the times, all his like when a lot of his movies are translated into film, you know, some of them are not really that good, but some of them are great. You know? But yeah, yeah. So I wonder what what it is about the Carrie story that really appeals to Juliet. That's a good question. Um, Someone yeah. who feels like she doesn't have choices, or an outsider. Yeah. Yeah. And Juliet, and we kind of know that she felt like an outsider, which is intimated by Jack in future episodes. Where mm-hmm. we're saying, "Yeah, you're like you're like us. You're you're not, you know, you're not a part of this group." And um, but yeah, she usually feels kind of like the other. We even see that in some of Juliet's flashbacks too, um, uh, where uh, she's kind of dismissed and all that stuff uh, by her ex-husband, who is yeah. who ends up dying in that episode. Yeah, he's hit by a bus. Yeah. And does his blood get sprayed all over her like like pig's blood? That is a good question. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> but it would have been interesting yeah. if that had happened. How interesting! When we just get to see her burning muffins this this time around. Yeah. And we get a little uh, we get a little Ethan in this episode too. Oh he's yeah. A, he's he's a doctor, but also works on plumbing. <laughs> like he's a he's a I'd say a jack of all trades, queen of all trades. Yeah. Because <laughs> it took it. They were surprised by how long it's been taking him to fix our plumbing <laughs> so he's not good at it yeah he didn't have that star trek line star trek line yeah like damn it juliet i'm not a plumber i'm a doctor 
One of these days we'll know why we keep seeing Ethan all the time. Yeah, yeah. But until then, we will just keep seeing him. Yeah, we'll just keep seeing him have one line in an episode, and AJ and I'll be like, hey, it's Ethan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Chad, real quick question for you. We The whole episode is basically our three losties, um, Kate and Jack and Sawyer, just waking up, and they're in, they're in all of the others place locked up and everything like how do you think they got there oh well they were drugged hmm the, that that's made clear in this episode uh i'm gonna assume that they were spying on the others uh, for some reason and they were captured right oh okay interesting yeah, yeah. yeah that, that that could totally be a thing yeah we'll find out next week yeah so it's time to start wrapping up with a little bit of Easter egg corner. Easter egg. Yeah. I already talked about the iconic eye opening of the beginning of the episode with Juliet's eye. Jack and Sarah meet up in the first Hawaiian bank building to talk about their divorce, which is also the building uh, that is the, the Pack Industries building that um, Son's father owns. Um, yeah, Jack tackle fights his dad. And when he opens that door and all the water rushes out, we get a smoke monster noise right oh. before the water comes no. out. No, that's yeah. interesting. Or it could the, just be uh, creaking. Uh, the other thing that uh, happened where, where I figured out where it was, the confrontation outside of the police station mm. between Jack and his ex-wife, uh, that is at the corner of Bethel and... Merchant, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. that right, 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 the same spot where uh, Walt's high school is later on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very near that area. I think it's actually across the street. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Cool. Yeah. Anything else on Easter Egg Corner? Ah, it's Easter Egg Corner for this week. Oh, perfect. Well, that moves us right into our uh, episode title for next week, which is actually going to be our season two finale. Yeah. And it's entitled Live Together, Die Alone. Part one. <laughs> part, part two. two. Oh. oh, part two. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it. Okay, yeah, let's just say live together. They put one out here for the... Yeah, so I guess it's one and two. So it must be a two-hour oh, finale, okay. maybe. Yeah, so, so we'll, we'll find out if it's one or two episodes on Netflix <laughs> or Hulu next week. Yeah, so live together, die alone. Chad, what do you think is going to be happening next week? Uh, that is going to be where uh, uh, Jack, Kate, and Sawyer... Uh, decide that they need to get something from the others and go to start spying on them from where they are. Uh, I think that maybe it's because they found out that someone was posing as another. Mm. So maybe they're getting... uh, There was Ethan, and who was the other one that got sent out? No, Goodwin. Goodwin. Maybe maybe one of those uh, were leading them back to uh, ah, the camp, right? Or the uh, the Dharma compound, right? Hmm. Okay, cool. All right, we'll find that out next week. Perfect. Yeah. Well, so, before we even close up and wrap up here, maybe we can talk about what we've been getting lost in. Yeah. Um, just overall, what have you guys been getting no, lost in? I, I've been getting lost in being married. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, good sir. <laughs> My life hasn't really changed that much since uh, my wife and I already have been living together for over a year. So it's uh, the biggest change is getting used to wearing a wedding ring. Oh, I see. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, it's perfect. Um, Any any 
Anything else besides the ring? Or anything that uh, that's been, or anything that you notice that's different now as a married man? Um, My question is, what married man powers have you got <laughs> since the recent nuptials? Um, David K. Jones is married man. Yeah. <laughs> coming to coming to Fox this fall. I know I get to say my wife a lot more often. <laughs> that's great. It'd be great if you just use that tone yeah. too. Just do the Borat all the yeah. time. <laughs> and if anybody asks you if that's Borat, she's like, what? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just talking about my wife. My wife. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I have been getting lost in so much more sleep. I was sick for a while, so I was just crashed out for a good chunk of time. But, man, it's so nice to catch on, up on sleep. Not the best thing, but, hey, man, I, I've been getting lost in my sleep. It. Yeah. 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 Uh, recently, and by recently, I mean for the past three days, uh, because it's Christmas time, and Christmas time means sales on every uh, video game outlet that yeah. you can think of. Uh, I've been playing some more games recently. Uh, the thing that uh, has been sucking up a lot of time recently is this game called Absolver that I've been playing on uh, PS4. It's a sort of a action RPG martial arts thing oh. where uh, you're wandering around uh, sort of op- not open open world but mm. open ish and whenever you encounter any other players or uh, non-player enemies uh, you can try and uh, block or dodge or parry mm. any of their attacks and when you do that you start to learn that move. So if you block, parry, or dodge it long enough, uh, eventually you figure out that move and you can add it to your arsenal of martial arts moves. Oh, neat. It's called Absolver? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Have you learned any really cool moves? Uh, No, I mostly just learned to die a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not good at timing Uh, the blocking or dodging or parrying. I see. Ah, cool. Very, very cool. Cool, cool. All right, so everybody, uh, check uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, all those things. Yeah, what, what bro, bro pod? pod? Yeah, and uh, we appreciate you listening. The uh, website, what's up with that bro What's up with that bro dot com? What's up with that bro dot com? But if you want to email us, uh, what's up with that bro podcast at gmail dot com? Yes, <laughs> perfect. Uh, yeah. If do you want to connect with any of us individually on Twitter. Uh, AJ Nieves 007? 003. 003. A Nieves 003. A Nieves 003. DKJ Comedy? Yes. Yes, okay, I remember that. And Chad underscore Wago. Yeah. Yeah, so come in, uh, come in and find us, y'all. Oh, all right, well, that's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. Get lost.